0: path of discovery uh, it's a path of adventure it's a path of a path of uh, trials the biggest thing one of the biggest thing I learned is I am where I am today and I'm so happy where I am today and it came from all of these traumas when I faced the traumas the rest was easy
1: Welcome to the Stigma Free Vet Zone podcast. Our mission is to help veterans and their family members transition from military to civilian life and culture. As best we can, we avoid stigmatizing names and terms. We feature conversations with those who have encountered unexpected reactions in their journey, including nightmares, rage, and isolation. Participants in our segments share experiences that make them uniquely qualified to join the quest to identify, understand, and resolve these enormous life challenges.
2: Stigma-Free Vet Zone is brought to you by the Orban Foundation for Veterans. Learn more by visiting the OrbanFoundationForVeterans.org, and donations are always welcome at the OrbanFoundationForVeterans.org slash donate. Thank you for embarking on this educational journey with the Stigma Free Vet Zone Podcast. Here's today's segment.
1: Hello, and welcome to this segment of the Stigma Free Vet Zone Podcast. Our guest today is John Christensen. John is a Vietnam veteran who served with the Army during the Tet Offensive. John joined us on an earlier segment of the podcast, you may recall, when he touched on um, his career of helping veterans and family members as a mental health counselor in private practice and through the VA's Vet Center. Morning, John.
0: Well, good morning, Robert. It's great to be here.
1: And good to see you. We're going to talk today about something that uh, I think could be a bit baffling to some folks and it is uh, quite simply uh, called alternative healing as a a therapeutic method and maybe you can carry us through the whys and wherefores and hows and all of those things and and perhaps start first with just a simple description if there is one of what is alternative healing. I've I've thought of this um, quite
0: a bit because it really is an ocean Of reality. So, the best I've come up with is um, the effort, the journey um, to find your authentic self. And the definition of that really is when we're born, we just are. And then we begin to learn language and we begin to watch cartoons and buy cars and maybe vote or go to a, a religious group. And all of those become beliefs. My parents' beliefs, the church's beliefs, schools' beliefs, Ford versus Chevy beliefs, you know, all of that. And none of those are actually mine. They're not my truths. So when you step into what is called alternate um, healing, which has many names, you really are seeking to find something other than just what is out here. So it's not uh, easy to find.
1: <laughs> no, I, I, I get that feeling. Is it a new phenomenon?
0: Well, that's a yes and a no. I love this. For me, it started very young, but I didn't realize it. And then it really became more popular um, in the 70s. If you remember that song, This is the Age of Aquarius. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what was being said at that point is that in an astro- astrological field, it changed houses to the house of Sagittarius. And for most of us just living in this reality and doing what we do, that that has no (laughs) validity at all, but it really signals that there is something going on in the planet and more and more people are just discovering the healing power of alternative therapy, energy, healing, vibrational medicine, It's very, very complex and actually goes back to the um, theories of Einstein and the theories of time relativity. So it's very, very old. And yet, on the other hand, it actually is just just having a new birth.
1: Wow. We're discovering it and saying, well, this works. I want to, uh, before we go too far down the trail here, go back to that um, phrase, uh, um, authentic self. So is there, there's a part of us that's affected uh, by what we see on television, ads for different products and, and uh, the whole galaxy of political thought and argument and debate and everything. So these are all things that I suppose can contribute to who we believe ourselves to be. But when you're speaking about an, author, an authentic self, it, it, is that what you mean by what's at our very core that makes us who we are?
0: Yes, it is our core. It's stripping away or letting go of not in anger or anything, but just letting go of all these beliefs that we carry um, that are not—they are just not effective to a certain point. They're not—they're not true. They're just a belief. Fords are not better than Chevys. Well, some people think they are.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, and it gets into that belief thing, and we fight wars over that. Um, we hurt each other over those beliefs. That the authentic self is based on love. Very oh. simple word. It is based on love and forgiveness.
1: And this would lead directly, I would think, love and forgiveness to the uh, aspect of um, acceptance. Total
0: acceptance without judgment. So I accept other people's beliefs. I accept other people's views. I accept. That some people like Fords more than Chevys. I don't mm-hmm. know. It doesn't matter. The bottom line is it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Okay, Life is much more important than any of that. And yet news and all of this stuff just, uh, we become addicted to um, our thoughts. Okay. And, not, and we, that, that is the simplest thing. We are addicted to our thoughts and pretty much none of them are true. They're just beliefs. Mm-hmm. They're opinions.
1: The reason why I ask about the element of acceptance is that seems to be one of the most troublesome aspects of veterans returning home in reconciling their feelings with their uh, combat or other experiences. And I'm speaking personally, one of the most difficult things that I had to do was uh, upon returning from Vietnam. So the the element of, of acceptance and the discovery of who we truly are, the authentic self. How does that relate to an individual, a veteran who's returned from a, a traumatic situation or has had an experience that is causing turmoil of one form or another in their lives or in the lives of a of a military family member? How does those um, those um, new understandings, help them in the desire to try to reconcile feelings that are causing them pain and difficulty.
0: Wow. Um, you, you've hit a core, the trauma of combat, the trauma of sexual abuse, um, child abuse, hurt feelings, all of that goes into our cognitive brain. And we look at it and we describe it as bad and scary and trauma and that's all true. I'm not debating that. However, down the road, when a person has tried pretty much everything else and has gotten some benefit uh, from, I guess, comp- uh, the other medicine, what they're calling a traditional medicine, which it's not. So they hopefully go to the VA and they get help from a therapist, perhaps get some medication, and they learn about the symptoms of their trauma, which we now call post-traumatic stress. Uh, So they learn that it's not them. It's something that happened to them. But they or we, I, um, get locked into just the whole trauma. It's overwhelming over everything. It's like the Grand Canyon. You know, you just can't put it aside. So as long as we are fighting it and arguing it, we can heal a little bit. But we really can't heal at our core because our core is not in the cognitive brain, um, the left hemisphere of the brain, simplistically. It's actually in the heart, what we call the soul. Um, the soul is defined by most as life energy um, that has other religious meanings as well. They're, they're complementary. The life energy says, um, when I'm feeling this trauma and this anger and this hatred and, and hatred at myself, and I'm unforgiving of myself, that is sucking my energy like a vampire. It is just sucking and sucking. And there is a way to find the path to yourself that is actually very
1: simple. And, that, and what is that?
0: The phrase, and it does come from the Bible, at least that's where I found it, was seek and you shall find. Knock and the door will be open to you. Ask. And you will receive. So seeking actually is the hero's journey. It's when you decide to step through the uh, the threshold and take a look at what's going on, and realizing I need to work through this. This is about me, well, and things outside of me. And I need to take responsibility for this. So I'm going to go on a journey. I'm going to ask other questions. I'm going to begin to uh, doubt but verify. Right? Is this true? What does this mean what happens if it's not <laughs> why do i need to do that all those questions and very often what happens is when you begin seeking this is the way the energy of the universe works people things this podcast comes into your life the only thing is did you find it we're here you know we're just waiting but we can't really do anything until somebody finds us And then the big thing is ask kind of goes back to AA in a sense saying our lives are unmanageable and we need to turn that over, but that becomes the, uh, the power. What I am been doing is not working. I am not in control. God, the universe is in control. And once we, the word would be surrender to that, not give up, not quit, not really surrender, surrender in a military term, but it's just like, give yourself a break. Relax, breathe. You're perfect the way you are. If I, if, if right at this point, I have a paragraph that I give out to everybody. Would I be sure. able to read that? Yeah, go ahead. This is, this is written by Marion Williamson, but I accredited it to uh, Nelson Mandela when he gave his inaugural address. Uh, this is the most powerful paragraph I have ever found, ever. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate, Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. And we ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, and fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You're a child of God, and that's a big word. Define it any way that you like. You're playing small, doesn't serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people will not feel insecure around you. We're born manifest, the glory of God that is within us. It's not in just some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others.
1: Hmm.
0: Namaste, aho, amen. I call it John being John. John being John.
1: Now, uh, how would one begin to learn, what would one need to learn to begin to use some of these alternative healing strategies? How, how, how do you go about that? Well, it, it
0: really is that seek and knock and ask. So mm-hmm. the, the whole thing first is believing that there's um, some possibility with this. It's been called woo-woo. It's because, oh, well, that's what you believe. No, that's not what I believe. That's what I know. It's not not my belief. It's reaching into the universe, however you do that, and saying, I need help. And then the stuff is all around us. There's yoga, equine therapy, um, golf, bowling, fishing, walking, flowers. You know, how you enter into another reality. And that reality is, I am not concerned with what I'm normally concerned with. I am doing this, kayaking. I'm doing this. I'm working with horses. You step out of what we call ordinary reality, and at least just for a while, you're in a different place. And that's it.
1: There's kind of a paradox here, isn't there? I mean, if you take a veteran or a family member who is experiencing just enormous churn, and struggling with uh, trying to reconcile experiences and things like that, it seems to me that they're likely to arrive at some form of desperation and uh, perhaps even a a despair. Sure. And yet what what alternative healing is asking that individual to do is some way find the courage uh, to seek, as you describe it, or to step out of themselves. And then despite having intense feelings, to now sensitize themselves to something they hadn't considered before. Is that part of what's going on?
0: Well, very much so, yes.
1: And is there a reluctance on the part of individuals to do that that you have to break through? Well, there is not there is it is not a a
0: reluctance, it's sort of like a hoover dam. Okay. Um, we're stubborn. so many of us are stubborn and we're afraid of losing control. So yeah, I'm desperate and I'm all of this stuff, but at least I'm still in control and that is that is the biggest I mean that, that is just it. And very often people are not going to change until they're sick and tired of being where they are. And then hopefully, if we stay with just the combat veterans or the military veterans, military sexual trauma, again. lesbian in the military, all these kinds of things. I'm, I'm pausing because I'm feeling very flooded and also very um, concerned and sad because we're losing so many vets and they're not connected is what really the problem is. So percent are not connected to the VA. Um, that doesn't mean they're not getting help, um, but the VA can do some things that other places can't. So... There's a softness in here of just take a step, okay? You don't have to join the the whole ocean, okay? (laughs) That's a lifetime and maybe many lifetimes experience. Right now, people we're talking about are right at the edge of the the arroyo. They're being chased by the cavalry. They have only two choices, either ride their ponies off the arroyo and die, or they can... um, well, they can do that, or they can surrender. We have the third option. You don't have to surrender in the military term. Give yourself up to be a captive. The look at is actually, I'm already a captive. If I'm in that point, I'm completely out of, of control. You know, my life is falling apart. I'm losing my relationship. Oh, my God. That's kind of the uh, the thing of... I need to do something else and I don't want to jump off the cliff. Okay, I don't want to do that. In my normal state, I know that's crazy, but I feel so much pain. Okay, make a phone call. Listen to, you're a guy, listen to your wife. Women power is phenomenal and our partners in our lives are devoting themselves to us the same as I hope we devote ourselves to
1: them. You know, uh, here again, as you're describing this and, and the wonderful imagery of the royal and literally standing at the edge. So here's another irony. Based on what you're describing, the irony is that just on the other side of surrender mm-hmm. is freedom. Yes, there it is.
0: Yeah, The, the, uh, the cavalry disappears. They're not real. Okay, this is not real. What you're experiencing is a memory. And this is a later step. We all have selected memory. We remember some things and we forget about 90% of it. So, traumatic things or winning a football game or falling in love, those are big, big feelings. I love football game, you know, I love being in love. I love hitting a great golf shot but I don't love this, that's a problem, that's a problem, our dark side, our anger, our depression, our greed, even, all of that, is a part of who we are, all right, get over it, this is part of who you are, when you turn and accept that, or you accept that combat experience, and the loss of friends, or things that you've done, when you say, wow, that was, that's interesting, that's a magic word. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. And the other magic is up until now, I've treated it as an enemy. I don't know how to treat it as a friend, so I guess I got to go find out. And then when you knocked, <laughs> um, we are just there. Those of us who are practicing this um, are just there. And we're looking for you. And if you put out the energy, we'll find you. One of us will. But then you gotta ask. We're not gonna interfere with your life unless you ask us to. Okay.
1: You you had mentioned uh <clears throat> yoga and, and certain other uh practices that one could take as they begin to enter into this whole um area of alternative healing. It sounds to me like what and I know this to be true from yoga, that what yoga requires a person to do is to be in the here and now, and that is to be. Pretty to be aware of their breathing and to be aware of uh, their immediate surroundings and to be aware of their place and space, etc. So, what I'm leading up to here is how important then is this um, sense of being in the present tense in the here and now to alternative healing and its use to try to diffuse those painful memories that are are haunting so many people?
0: Well, we have a choice. We can live in the past, and that's filled with fear and disappointment and all of that kind of stuff. So we can live in the past. That's where a lot of us live. We can't get over, you know? The biggest thing in our life is going to last touchdown. That happened 50 years ago, you know? We can't. Or you can live in the future. That's filled with anxiety and fear. Oh, my goodness. The moment right now, think about it for all those who are listening. Right now, take a couple deep breaths. Just so relax. Just breathe. Let your mind wander. Whatever it wants to do is fine. And breathe again. And guess what? You've just done yoga. You've just stepped into alternative healing, alternative medicine non-ordinary reality you just did that and that is actually where life occurs then you can add other tools to your toolbox you can choose to do more formal yoga or join a class or learn tai chi or go there's a number of equine therapy programs in in any area today and they all want to work with veterans You know, there are all kinds of retreats. There are all kinds of anything. You know, uh, I get a number of veterans I know use kayaks, and I have three people that think I'm going to go and get a little boat and paddle around the lake. <laughs> <laughs> so I haven't added that to my toolbox, but you know what? It's just right there. I got mm-hmm. names, I got phone numbers, and the thing though is, is, is this, that paragraph is saying. We are more afraid of our light than we are of our darkness. What's it going to hurt if you get in a kayak? Learn fly fishing. <laughs> Some of the one on my bucket list. Mm-hmm. Um, go talk to somebody. Join a support group, a men's group, Mankind Project, AA if you need that. What we're looking for is all of these divine alternative healing in different language. But uh, when it all is said and done, it comes down to feeling safe. So that's why vets can talk to vets or military sexual trauma, and talk to all other trauma victims, because you don't have to explain anything. Yeah, you know, we're just gonna nod our head and say, "Well, man, been there, done that, got the t-shirt." You know, mm-hmm. all right? And you're okay, brother, sister. You're okay. Yeah, I know you got a temper. <laughs> okay, fine. Okay, we'll work on that.
1: What's it like when okay, when what is it like for you as a counselor when you begin to see someone with whom you're uh, working and have for some time begin to practice some of these things that you're describing? Can you see a? I mean, what, what's that look like? What, what's that feel like? Well, a couple things.
0: I'm a trained, licensed therapist in the cognitive processes of our modern medicine. And all of that treats um, disease. So our medicine community does not treat the whole person. And counselors very often are trained to treat the schizophrenic, the post-traumatic person, PTSD. And we give them a title and a stigma. And then we focus on that uh, by the symptoms of whatever that happens to be. As a therapist and counselor with over 50 years experience, I struggled with that for years until I found some of these alternative healing methods, Reiki, working with crystals. And then I have a massage table, if you will, in my office, where people will lay on that, no touching, fully clothed, touching with permission, usually on a hip or an ankle or something. And because alternative healing really can't be described. I'm doing the best I can. Mm -hmm. It needs to be experienced. When a person gets on my table and I say, are you willing to just try this? And they say, yeah, it takes about 20 minutes. And the experience, what it is to be in that non-ordinary reality or the present moment breathing, they get off that table and say, oh, my God. <laughs> so that's it. And then we talk some more about some of the other tools they can you know, do. And I do require that they do something. Thinking about it, planning it, getting around to it. That and $2 will buy me a bad cup of coffee Mm at a place not to be named. So we're deciding today to do this podcast. We set aside time. We set aside all the other things um, that we need, you know, to be here. And we are doing this. And because you and I know each other, sooner or later, when it gets to be decent weather in Wisconsin, we're going to go play golf. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to try. I'm not going to get around to it. I'm going to say, hey, Bob, you want to go play golf tomorrow? Okay. I mean, that that's what energy work is, it is doing stuff, not thinking about it. That's not a good thing unless you got energetic thoughts of doing. But if you're saying, no, 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 this is stupid. This is woo-way. I don't believe in this. This goes against my faith. You're locked in, man. You're just locked in. This is just saying yes. Uh,
1: one of the things that it sounds to me from your descriptions that is likely to happen is um, for a person that's struggling, by using some of these strategies, they will rediscover hope. Yes. Is hope a factor in, in hope what you true. are? Hmm? You know,
0: in today's world, <laughs> uh, we need hope and forgiveness and gratitude and just being in our moment here now. And if you think about it, most of us are in a, a house that's warm. Uh, we've got coffee or water. Um, we've got a flush toilet. <laughs> you know, we've got warm clothes. We got ample food. Wow, what is what is it that we're having such a problem with? The past. The past. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yeah. What did I do? What was done to me? I find so many Vietnam veterans so it's been at least 50 years and they still hate the VA really oh you know, yeah they hate Jane Fonda like any of them even know mm-hmm. what they're talking about sorry about that guys and we just are so locked in you know the VA screwed me over in 1970 I think that's about 50 years ago Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. why don't you go find out and we're in Milwaukee Wisconsin and the VAs in Wisconsin are just fabulous they're phenomenal I don't know about your VA, but don't listen to the people who don't like it. Walk in the door. Get your card and find out for your own damn self. Okay, make your own decision about the VA or the church or equine therapy or yoga or kayaks or shooting with some vets. On a range? Wow, what a trip. Okay, fall in love. Have a puppy. Have a baby. You know, get out of
1: yourself, man. So what gets in the way of some of those things happening? Is it that right brain that you talked about taking over and logic, trying to overrule everything?
0: The the left brain. Left brain. Thank you. Okay. Um, And energetically, the left brain controls the right side of the body. and And that's male. So that's how doing stuff and being aggressive and making, well, actually being an idiot. Uh, that's what my wife tells me all the time. Why did you do that? I'm an idiot. Why didn't you do that? I'm an idiot. So arguing about that um, and not thinking I'm an idiot is a major block. right? It's just major. It just all of the things we've really been talking about, our stubbornness, our belief system, what other people tell us, you know, who you hang with. Um, I hang with golfers, so I think like a golfer, I'm not much of a bowler because I don't know any bowlers. Nothing wrong. You know, it's just um, you, you get to become more of who you hang with. So think about that. In recovery, it's persons, places, and things. Don't hang around with some people. Don't go to some places and don't do some things. Okay? And then your chances of uh, staying sober is really kind of multiplied. Mm-hmm. So it's the same idea. That, that left brain gets in there and says, you don't want to do that. Oh, you don't have the time. Oh, the weather is not very good. Oh, I don't. It's called the monkey brain. And we all have one. And we argue with it. And that is the worst thing you can do because that monkey brain loves it. They love an argument. They will remind you of something that happened in kindergarten. <laughs> really? You know, try it sometime. Mm-hmm. It will pop up right there. Boom. Yep. You know? Well, anyway, so we stop ourselves there is nothing other than that money much of this stuff is done for free on a sliding scale. Kelsey, you a couple bucks interesting you go out and buy a flat swing tree v at the drop of a hat you'll go buy a new car you'll go out and buy all this stuff but when it comes to finding your soul no i don't have time i don't have money i don't know how to do it i don't know anyone yeah bs Mm-hmm. There are so many people and groups out there, and they all want to help trauma-infected veterans. So I mean, what, are
1: you, what are you seeing? Are you optimistic with what you're experiencing personally? Are you seeing more veterans who have troubles and more military family members who have issues seeking some of the things that you're describing and finding new reconciliations and hope from those?
0: Well, this is for a moment all about John. This is why I do what I do and what I've been doing for fifty-five years. Um, I am optimistic. I have hope. I also don't take it personally when somebody is not ready or chooses not to. That's you know, that's not about me. Okay, it's just not. That's not my responsibility. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a, a right to make a, a choice. So the more that I spend time. And um, what is called non ordinary reality breathing. I'm very optimistic. I have a lot of gratitude when I look outside of that to the greed and the anger and the oh my goodness, I'm I, I have hope, but that's um, it. It takes people changing their minds and doing something. Okay, we can't do it alone. There are a few thousand or maybe a, a million of us or a billion of us. Oh, let's go for a billion. There are 7 billion people on the planet. So, so many of them, I don't blame anyone. I think of them more as being asleep. And there's some phrase about awaken or or awoke. I don't know. It probably is not a good thing. uh, You know, I can't believe being woke is being a bad thing, but I guess whatever, you know. When people find their soul, when they practice the core of their religion, which is not based on hate. It is based on love. Then we have a choice. Then we have a chance. Um, Without it, you know, Mother Earth is going to be just fine. I don't know if humanity is going to be around. Quite honestly, you know, we're ignoring too many things: climate change, politics, problems with water, problems with um, greed. And that's kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. I'll leave it at that because I don't want to buy into what it is.
1: Here's as you were speaking, I was thinking, here's another remarkable irony, if you ask me, and that is, um, let's just take a combat veteran from whatever conflict it might have been. One of the primary responsibilities this individual had, or choices they had, I guess, if you could call it that, was to take risks. And they were, they were in many cases, deadly risks, or risks that could have deadly consequences. Sure. And yet, and yet they took them. I, I once saw a quote, from a, a combat veteran who said, you know, it isn't so much that we went out there and did it, it's that we we did it the next day, and the next day, and the next day. And I mean, when you begin to think of it, that's pretty profound. Um, so what I'm getting at here is there was a willingness to take these risks, yet there seems to be a enormous reluctance on the part of some to take the risks that you're describing of seeking their authentic self.
0: Mm -hmm. I took a lot of risks and it didn't work out very well. I signed a contract. I raised my hand and, Ooh, you know, so people say, I'm never going to do that again. I'm not going to get married (laughs) because the last time I raised my hand, it didn't work. So um, I've heard that the VA is not a good place. So I'm not going to risk going there. right. But what you're saying is absolutely true. My biggest lesson in Vietnam is that I did it every day. And not only that, way, I got used to doing it every day,
1: mm-hmm.
0: okay? So I didn't question it. I had a short timer's calendar, but that was about an extent of it. I dreamed of coming home. Um, but I did what I had to do every single day. I would like people to put this in that same intensive category. If you would like to, save your life find your life, discover really who you are, who your spouse is, who your kids are, who your parents are, your grandparents. Okay, if you want to really find out who they were or are, this is a path, and it's a wide open path. It's not one way. Okay, it's a path of discovery. Uh, It's a path of adventure. It's a path of of, uh, trials. The biggest thing, one of the biggest things I learned I am where I am today and I'm so happy where I am today and it came from all of these traumas when I faced the traumas the rest was easy and then I discovered the traumas actually are my friends in a weird kind of sort of way I guess I believe I have uh, uh, some people call them angels I call them warrior spirits or guides that are um, standing behind me and guarding me and protecting me and its ancestors says so this was hard. The cognitive brain says this is all BS. My other brain says, why not? It's the subconscious. Carl Jung, really famous psychiatrist, mm-hmm. uh, talks about archetypes. I, I just have learned to follow many of his thoughts as well as others.
1: This has uh, been a, a fascinating almost 45 minutes that's gone by in just a snap of a finger. Is there anything, I mean, this is kind of a loaded question. I was going to ask, is there anything we didn't talk about? And you could give us a a whole alphabet of things. I understand that. But uh, before I do a kind of a formal close here, is there anything that we didn't touch on that you had on your list? I want to make sure you get a chance to mention that.
0: I've said many things are the most important. The absolute, today in today's world of cognitive reality, empirical reality, which means we we can measure it. If I can see it, if I can touch it, I can measure it, it's real. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's woo-woo, you know, or a religion or something. Everything I'm actually sharing right now, um, I've got a pass as an archaeologist, I've got, I've got a discerning mind. I don't take BS lately, um, and I don't trust without verifying. So I discovered um, it came from Einstein, the theory of relativity. i some of my reading, I discovered what's called quantum physics. These are physicists, for crying out loud. You can't get more scientific than that, who are measuring not the large universe that was Sir Isaac Newton, but they are measuring the quantum universe, the smallest, smallest thing, all of which was created at the moment of the Big Bang. Mm -hmm. That's it. Your energy, my energy, the energy of trees, whatever it is, energy of water, we're breathing the same air that we've been breathing for thousands of years. We have the same water that we've had. It, does, doesn't, it comes in rain, but the water from here goes up, and then it does that, and then it comes right back down. So there is nothing here that is actually being created. It's been here forever. But very often, I say that there are 11 realities that have been proven mathematically that are all occurring at the same time. And the physicist who has asked that, well, can you prove it? And they say, we don't know how to yet. We didn't know the world was round yet. We didn't know about x-rays yet. Didn't know about penicillin yet. Okay. So all we're doing is talking one new reality that right now is as believable to so many people as somebody saying the world is round. Mm -hmm. And the earth is not the center of the universe. And they were killed. I mean, serious people were killed because they had that knowledge. So, what I really ask is just trust but verify, go online, look at some of the things that are available on YouTube, um, Google different books, read different books on Amazon. They're just, just get something. And if you want more information, um, can I share my website? Sure. It's counseling, onbelay counseling, O N B E L A Y com. Very simple. And I've got a lot of just uh, John being John on different subjects. And it's not meant in any way to be definitive.
1: It's just meant to be a part of your discovery. Thanks for sharing your time with us today, John. Thank you. You bet. We've been visiting with Army and Vietnam veteran, John Christensen discussing his work with veterans and others through what's called alternative healing. If you are a veteran or a military family member in crisis, please reach out to the Veterans Crisis Line. It's available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Here's the number, 800-273-8255. Press 1 or text 838255. Thanks to our listeners for tuning into today's segment of the Stigma-Free VetZone Zone podcast. Our show is made possible by grants from foundations who wish to remain anonymous and from donations from our listeners. Special thanks to our producer, Carrie Wheaton. She is also our editor of our programs. And on behalf of Mike Orban, this is Bob Bach.
2: Thank you for listening to the Stigma-Free Vet Zone podcast. Your feedback is welcomed and encouraged. You'll find contact information on our webpage, OrbanFoundationForVeterans.org. While you're there, please consider making a contribution. Donations help us continue to bring greater hope, understanding, and resolution on issues of civilian readjustment for all military veterans and families. Anyone who donates to the podcast will receive a free copy of the book, Sold Out, Conquering the Experiences of War, by Michael Orban. On behalf of Michael Orban, Bob Bach, and Aaron Schraufnagel, thanks for joining us, and please tune in again.